When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. Okay, welcome to the show. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio. ESPN2, all of our great ESPN stations across the country. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, Sirius XM80 ESPN app. Thursday night football last night. Baltimore beat Cincinnati 34-20. But Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you here. The story, certainly... The injuries, and certainly to your boy, your favorite player, Joe Burrow Smalls. You all right today? I'm actually not all right. I don't blame you. I'm not all right at all. Anyone that is a Cincinnati Bengals fan, heck, anybody that's a football fan should be bummed out today because we have yet another quarterback, uh, an exciting quarterback, a game-changing quarterback that's dealing with a severe injury. That was such a bummer last night. The injuries on both sides, this was such a highly anticipated matchup, and those injuries certainly overshadow everything. Yeah, no doubt about it. But on the brighter side, the Baltimore Ravens, this is a legit title-contending team. And we wanted to see them in a spot like this be able to show up, bounce back from a disappointing loss to the Cleveland Browns at home four days earlier. And they did that in fine fashion. Now they lost Mark Andrews, and that's a big part of what they do. But let's not bury the lead when it comes to what this Baltimore Ravens team could potentially be. For the first time in a long time, you feel good about this team looking eye-to-eye against Pat Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. And the guys that are in Arrowhead have been the standard in the conference. So good on Baltimore for being able to show up and take advantage of some of the miscues and some of the injury problems that plagued the Cincinnati Bengals last night. And ESPN bet, as we're showing on ESPN2, has the Ravens at plus 750 to win a championship only behind San Francisco, Philadelphia, and Kansas City. Based on the way that they're playing, they may be playing like the second or third best team in the league right now, or maybe the best team in the league that obviously over the last few games better than San Francisco, who had the losing streak and then won. Um, in their last game, but the Joe Burrow injury is a big one, obviously. He hurts his wrist in the second quarter. He falls down. He actually, after that, throws a touchdown pass, but here's where, guys, there gets there gets some weirdness going on here. There is video that we are going to show on ESPN2 from November 15th. This is two days ago, where Joe Burrow, we're going to show this in a couple minutes, or a second here, where Joe Burrow walks in to the actual, um, to the Baltimore facilities, the airport, wherever he is, that video was put out and then deleted by the Bengals, I guess, that has him with some sort of wrist brace that we're showing on ESPN2 right now, that there's something going on on his wrist. So there was arguably maybe a pre-injury to the game last night that everybody is now denying, but this is where this gets weird. If he had an injury prior to last night and it was a wrist injury and he hurt his wrist last night and they didn't report that injury, the Bengals are going to get in trouble here with the leak. Yeah, it's a problem, especially with the interest around these games from a betting perspective. Yeah, this is unfortunate for Cincinnati. And if you watch the game on one of the first dropbacks, Joe Burrow takes off, he scrambles, and then he gets tackled from behind, and he falls, and he looks like he's bracing himself with that right wrist. So, uh, again, it, it probably was something that was bothering him, obviously. Uh, but it only got aggravated last night, and it got to a point on that touchdown throw to Joe Mixon where – 
he couldn't grip the football. And, and so looking at the Cincinnati Bengals now, it's over, you know. And, and, and I get it. I, I was probably a few weeks early on this one. But the Cincinnati Bengals had very little margin for error when they started the season off one and three. The, essentially, their playoffs had started by late October. And now, right before Thanksgiving, I think we can go ahead and, and, and give the eulogy for this team. I mean, this is boys in the hood. Do y'all want to go see a dead body kind of of situation? It's over for the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm sorry, Smalls. I don't know the health situation of Joe Burrow. But even if he does find a way to come back on the field sometime soon, you're talking about a team that doesn't have an opponent below 500 the rest of the way. So so the next seven teams that they're going to face, they're all 500 or better. I just don't see where the wins are going to come from for Cincinnati. And now you're talking about being behind the eight ball in your own division. They are one and five in the AFC. So they have no tiebreakers the rest of the way. So that means that they have to have an outright better record than pretty much every other team that's contending for a wild card spot in the conference. I don't have confidence that they're going to do that when it comes to Houston. I don't have confidence that they're going to do that when it comes to Cleveland, even with their quarterback situation. I don't have confidence that they're going to do that with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, I, I mean, sitting here today, you, you got to go ahead and, and, and acknowledge that the Cincinnati Bengals are probably going to be on the outside looking in when it comes to the playoff picture this year. Yeah, and we know how <clears throat> excuse me, tough Joe Burrow is. And in watching him on the sideline trying to throw the football last night, you, you didn't see the first attempt on camera. You saw the second attempt where he could barely even move his arm, and then he squats down. You could see the, the pain he was in, the visible pain and the frustration. This is a tough guy. So he's not going to have a reaction like that unless he's in severe pain. So I, of course, was yelling at the TV. As of yesterday, I was said I was on the precipice of love, ready to maybe pick an NFL team and have yeah. the Cincinnati Bengals. And then I'm watching the guy who's the heartbeat of all of it squat down in pain i'm i'm watching my potential team <laughs> go down in flames guys because so you jumping off the bandwagon just that quick you were talking I, to tony pike I, from I cincinnati yesterday and you were saying huh i'm all in on the cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> i think they're gonna get it done tonight and now with this happening this development you're off the Bengals bandwagon we love the cincinnati Bengals as a whole right but we're we're on the bandwagon because of that guy Jake Browning, I mean, he up until he gets put in the game last night, he's played in one NFL game. I don't, I'm not going to put my hopes and dreams in the hands of that guy, CC. But I, I really do feel badly for Bengals fans to see uh, Joe Burrow sustain an injury like that. But to your point, yeah. the Baltimore Ravens are going to run away with this division. Or yeah. They absolutely should. It, it, if Joe it, Burrow's out of the equation, Deshaun Watson now out with the with the Browns, even though I think that they could still get some wins this season without him, they have. The Pittsburgh Steelers, despite their record, still feel like a question mark to me. It feels like the the Bengals are finally, or excuse me, the Ravens are finally going to be able to separate themselves from the pack. Yeah, I mean, unless the Mark Andrews injury. Like, that's the thing. We talked about the theme last night, injuries. Obviously, quarterbacks always go first in conversation around the NFL. We know that. The most important position in all of sports. But that Mark Andrews injury is a big one. He's out for the year. Ankle injury. For the Baltimore Ravens. I'm watching this last night and I'm hearing our conversation today. I'm thinking to myself, the biggest winner from last night are actually the Pittsburgh Steelers. If you think about the fa- what they've exper- experienced this week, Burrow out, Andrews out, Watson out. They're not going to win the division. I agree with CeCe. The Ravens are legit. But now they can look at themselves and say, okay, why can't we legitimately be in second place in this division? Here? Yeah, well, that's why I would say last night wasn't the best outcome for the Steelers because I thought the division could right, be the on the board went, with yeah. Mike Tomlin. If the Ravens lose last night with the head-to-head win they mm-hmm. have over Baltimore, you're talking about them being right there. So 
I, I don't know. I, it's a situation for me with Mark Andrews' injury. I, I acknowledge that it's a tough blow because even Lamar Jackson in the postgame said at times Mark Andrews functions as his number one receiver. Right. As a matter of fact, let's take a listen. Let's take a listen to that. That's very tough, bro. That's the guy who I, you know, entered the league with. You know, we've been bread and butter, peanut butter and jelly, whatever you want to call it. But that's very tough because that's my boy. That's like receiver one sometimes. And for him to go out first quarter, you know, and he's been having a remarkable year. I mean, you know I hear that, and of course the question I'm going to ask is, what's better, bread or butter, peanut butter and jelly? Uh, of course you, you know, are. You, you know you I was help, going there. You can't help yourself. You know I was going to go there. You cannot help yourself. Peanut butter, let me give you a t- quick take on peanut butter and jelly. Uh-huh. One I was of hoping. Those, okay, was hoping yeah, you didn't know you were dreaming about this. <laughs> One of those food combinations you have a lot as a kid, you take a break with, and you have back once you have kids. Mm-hmm. Like, when was the last time you guys had peanut butter and jelly? Long time. Right. Can't even tell you. God willing, you want kids, you have kids, you're back in on peanut butter and jelly. I'm t- it is so good. I was never out on peanut butter and jelly, but why, why haven't you I, had I, it I recently? don't know, but you know, Smucker's has those little, uh, I guess those oh, little Oh, yeah, things. those things are You know good. what I'm talking about? They oh, come yeah. pre-packed. You get them in the airport. It's like, yeah, exactly. You great just airport buy food. They're so good, though. Yeah. I, I mean, they're great. Crustables, right? Crustables, Crustables that's yeah. what it is. It's Crustables. It's a, it's basically a prepackaged peanut butter and jelly. Oh, it's outstanding. It's, it's like amazing. a pastry almost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's really, very it's good. really, really good. I was never out on PB and J. It's just not one of those things I'm checking for in the grocery store. But you start, you will if you have kids. Bread and butter. It's one of the great things of all time, though. Yeah. You're sitting at a, a great steakhouse and there's yeah. bread and butter. Oh, amazing. Oh, my God, the salted butter. French, oh, re- the French restaurant oh. with the croissant and oh. the warm butter. All right, thanks Ooh, for joining us, everybody. I'm leaving. I'm putting up bread and butter and peanut butter But and here's jelly. the thing. With the Mark Andrews injury, I would be more worried about it in the Ravens' offense in the past. I'm not as worried about it now. What but, a major compliment to them, then, Well, Well, right? that's what I'm saying. Well, think about what Todd Munkin has done. I mean, this is not a team that majors in two and three tight end sets. They usually go out there with 11 personnel. That's three wide receivers, one tight end, and one running back. And the way that they spread the wealth in the passing game now is unlike anything we've seen since Lamar has been in Baltimore. Last night, you're talking about receivers not named Mark Andrews having a four, 140 yards after catch. 140 yards after catch. Wow. The running backs gave you over 100 yards on the ground. Lamar Jackson from Scrambles gave you over 50 yards. This is a Baltimore Ravens offense that's well-balanced. And the thing that I love about them is the variety that they can give you out of certain personnel groupings and specific formations. You saw it scripted in the first 15. A lot of the same formations, they went with 3 by one 2 by 2 but a lot of the same concepts, same formations, but they do so many different things off of them. You saw the zone read on the first drive where Lamar kept it. You saw a quarterback scramble on the first drive. The first drop back pass, well, it wasn't even a drop back pass. It was a play action pass. Drop back pass. Lamar scrambling to find receivers uncovered downfield wide open. That's what happened on the Rashad Bateman touch down uh, later on in the second half. So there was a lot of variety that they showed the Bengals early and often in that game, and that type of versatility is going to bode well for them because they have an opportunity to be a matchup offense. They can look at what an opposing defense does well and what they don't do as well and exploit their deficiencies. Mm. I don't think Baltimore has been positioned personnel-wise and scheme-wise to do that in the past, which is why I'm bullish on them, but then also – you look at the way that this team is able to play defense. I mean, they're they're really good defensively. So you got an offense that has scored 30-plus in each of its last five games, and you have a defense that's ranked number one in scoring in the National Football League. That is a formula for success. Oh, and by the way, I have a head coach that's won a Super Bowl before. And, and... They have the leader in the MVP race right now in terms of the Ooh. Inter- well no no uh, let me let me be clear Ooh. not opinion okay fact ESPN okay. bet 
Well, maybe opinion now that I think about it. ESPN Bet uh, has Lamar Jackson at plus 275. He jumped ahead of Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Tua. C.J. Stroud moved up last night to plus 1,800, courtesy of ESPN Bet. Last thing on this game for now, and then we got to get uh, back into it later. At plus and we got to get to that conversation you just yeah. started, too. Well, you, can, you can't just drop that in there and think we're not going to come back to that. Probably. Fine. I love it. Yeah, I we got to get to that conversation. If you're the Bengals, and neither of you are doctors, we're not going to play the doctor game here, but we're going to play the doctor game. Is Joe Burrow out for your next game? Are you automatically holding him out for your next game at 5-5 five and five off the loss last night with a wrist injury? And we saw the video. People saw the game last night. Smalls mentioned it. He's on the sideline trying to just warm up, and he could not throw a football, and this dude is tough. Is he out the next game? Well, you got 10 days between games, so that's hard to say that he's mm-hmm. out. So it's a wait I mean? and see for you. Yeah. It's, it's got to be a wait got and it. see. Yeah. Same here. Same? Okay. Because you're, you're playing Pittsburgh, and then you've got Jacksonville. I mean, you, you're not, if you want to be in this, you need him to be on the field. I understand your point about not wanting to risk it further, but if they want to still have a chance at this, even as small as it is, he's got to be out there. Well, I'll tell you, if the Cincinnati Bengals were playing the NFC West, they'd be division chess, wouldn't they? <laughs> Any and other division. They, 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 they're playing the NFC West, boy. What is up with that? The NFC West, West would be on lock, wouldn't it? Both teams always beat the NFC. I mean, the Bengals and the Ravens have unbelievable records against the NFC, just not the, the, the AFC. The Bengals have beaten everybody in the NFC West. Just not the AFC. Coming up, Jim Harbaugh agreed to a suspension? What? That happens? We'll get to that next. It's on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. You can tune in for a college football doubleheader tomorrow. USC hosts UCLA, likely Caleb Williams' last college football game, followed by Washington at Oregon State, presented by Dr. Pepper. Coverage begins 3 p.m. Eastern, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN app. Well, uh, I would say yesterday we had our second enormous, out-of-nowhere I didn't see that one coming, story of the week. The first one was Deshaun Watson, season-ending surgery on the IR. There were no rumors, no reports, nothing, that out of nowhere, in the afternoon yesterday, we would get word, Smalls, that Jim Harbaugh would just say, yep, 
I'm good. Michigan, I'm good. Three-game suspension. That's it. We'll take it and be done with it. I was floored when I saw this news because everything we had been or hearing coming out of Michigan was that Jim Harbaugh wanted to speak at the hearing, that if the Big Ten were to enact a punishment when they did, that Michigan had all of these lawyers, this high-powered legal team, and these lawmakers to back them up because they were going to defend Michigan and their innocence in this case. And then to hear that Jim Harbaugh, as we're getting very close to this hearing on Friday, all of a sudden accepts this suspension. I don't know, guys. My mind went to a place of he slash they must know that if he goes in there, he's not going to win this. Well, here's the thing. I think it dies on the vine, and that's what Michigan Michigan is looking at the overall health of the program. Why allow this to continue to bleed potentially into bowl season, into next season by continuing to fight this? If you if you get the Big Ten to agree to end its investigation and this punishment is all that it results of or all that it, 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 it ends up being, then all of a sudden you're talking about your team still being able to move on with your season, compete for a national championship, but more importantly, setting the program up to have sustained success going into next year. The biggest takeaway that I have from this, well, two actually. Number one, Jim Harbaugh is staying in Michigan long term. The, the way that Michigan backed him and then the, the, two, the two parties huddling up and deciding this was the best course of action means that he's concerned about what happens to the program beyond the 2023 season. So I think that's the benefit of accepting this punishment, getting the investigation to close and be end now. But then also the other thing that I thought of is how much pressure does this put on Ryan Day to win the game the weekend of oh, Thanksgiving? Yeah. I mean, now all of a sudden Jim Harbaugh is off the sideline. He's not going to be there. And we know that Jim is a tactician in terms of in-game adjustments. Michigan is likely not going to have that benefit. So in the biggest game of their season, in the biggest game of Ohio State season, you don't have to contend with a coaching disparity because of Jim Harbaugh being on the other sideline. It's been, what, two in a row? And now this time, you got to get it done even though the game is at the big house. If Ryan Day doesn't get this win – then all of a sudden he's going to come under fire and under scrutiny like he's never seen since he's been the head coach of Ohio State. Both excellent points. Uh, the second one I had not thought about an excellent way of looking at it, that, that it is, it's obviously a mu- nobody, no breaking news, must-win game. It's yeah. a must-win game when the opposition is depleted, though, even more so. And, and first, you've gotten your tails kicked the last two years. Yeah, and the first part, I came in on Monday, I want to say, after he was at the hockey game. Remember I said, I said like, that's it? He's a rock star. He's there forever. Free Jim that, Harbaugh. <laughs> that hockey game changed my – I'm serious. That hockey game, when he goes there and they're going nuts for him, changed my thought process on this. I said what you just said. I said – He's staying there. He's more of a rock star than he's ever been. But within this losing situation, it seems like everybody wins yesterday. Big Ten could sit there and say, see, look what we did, member institutions. We listened to you, and we punished him. He's gone for three games in addition to the ones earlier this season. And yeah. two important games. Two important Two games. Big Ten games versus ranked opponents, including your big rival. Correct. Yep. Exactly right. Right. And Harbaugh and Michigan can say, Okay, good. Is, it, is this kind of over? Are they going to let us go? Now, the NCAA is not letting this go necessarily, but that'll take about seven years. I think they're, yeah, still, yeah, invest- yeah. they're still investigating <laughs> Reggie Bush, by right. the way, I think, at this point. <laughs> I mean, so I think what's happening now is that Michigan can say, we're going for broke this year. We think we can win a title this year. We need to make sure that he's eligible for a Big Ten title game if they beat Ohio State and the college football playoff. That within this losing situation, even if it says admitting guilt, I don't even think they care at this point. 
I think everybody won yesterday. No, well, here's the thing: it's not an admission of guilt because even the Big Ten said they found no evidence of Jim Harbaugh being aware of the scheme. Now, based on the bylaws, he's supposed to be aware of everything that's going on in his program, and that's why they're punishing him. But if the punishment stops with Jim Harbaugh, if we're not talking about affecting scholarships, if we're not talking about it impacting recruiting, transfer portal, all of the things, then all of a sudden, it doesn't feel like it's as significant as it could have been because all of those things were on the board. Suspensions of games moving into the postseason or suspension of games going into the 2024 regular season. Everything was open-ended pending the results of this investigation, but now the investigation is done. It's gone. It's over. And I think that's the big win for Michigan now. They can put this in the rearview mirror Let's be honest. They're not going to miss Jim Harbaugh on the sidelines in College Park this weekend when they play Merlin. No. Probably not going to happen. They're going to blow the doors off the Terrapins. The, what it comes down to is can that. Michigan <laughs> get a win in the big house the weekend of Thanksgiving against Ohio State? That's what it's ultimately going to amount to because if they can, everything that Michigan set out to accomplish at the beginning of the season is on the board. And quite frankly, Looking at their body of work and looking at the landscape of college football, they would be my favorite to win the national championship. I guess I'm viewing this a little bit differently than the two of you because while I agree it's the fastest way for them to get this out of the way and to just completely close the book on this, isn't it a little bit embarrassing that they huffed and they puffed and they put their chest out and then they didn't blow the house down? They were so pointed and their defense of this man saying, okay, if you're going to do this, you better be ready for a fight because we are going to show up with a high-powered legal team. We're going to get litigious. We have all these lawmakers behind us. We are not going to take this role, like take this and then uh, and let this stand. And then they completely rolled over hours before this was supposed to come down. And in my purview, I'm looking at this saying, well, why did all of a sudden they show up to the fight and then they put the weapons down? Is it because they know if they go in there, they might get embarrassed? Is it because if they go in there, they know that they're not going to win this and it could be way worse for them on the other side? Because they were really agitated about this entire situation and to just let it gloss over like this was surprising to me. Yeah, they had evidence that obviously Michigan couldn't overcome. That's what it felt. But we knew that... I guess last week. Like there was conversations last week about 65 different instances of the Big Ten having evidence against Harbaugh, but you're 1,000% right. I mean, it's impossible to almost argue that, that Michigan was saying, we're going to fight, we're going to... It's the boxer that talks trash to the other boxer. Oh, I'd beat you in the ring. Beat you. Ah, we couldn't come up with a contract for the fight. So is Peter Sorry. McNeely versus Mike Tyson? Is well, no, that they what fought. Is that they what fought. <laughs> was that a fight? Well, they were <laughs> in was the ring together. They were in the ring together. I'm saying it's literally, like it would be me talking trash to CeCe. Oh, if we got in the ring we got in the ring i would never get in the ring with him what kind of stupid thing would that be you fake an injury right exactly <laughs> but right. it's put, but it's putting on a good show it's putting on a front it's showing public right. support for exactly. your coach and 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 that's a that's a good thing if you're michigan because you're talking about wanting him to make him the highest paid coach in the big 10 one of the highest paid coaches in all of college football you want jim harbaugh to feel the love but i think cooler heads prevailed in this situation with tony Petiti and ward manuel the ad from the university of michigan the school president because at the end of this, it's too much money to, to ignore when it comes to the business of the Big Ten in conference expansion. And that was the thing that loomed large over all of this. You're adding Oregon, Washington, and both L.A. schools, UCLA and USC. It was such a fragile time for the conference. You cannot have the premier coach, the premier program in said conference 
to be mired in controversy. And this was going to drag out if it came down to the lawyers for at least the next calendar year, potentially even more, knowing how slow moving some of these things are. So this is an opportunity for both sides to put everything behind them. Nobody got everything they wanted. Like the schools that accused Michigan of sign stealing, they didn't get what they wanted. Michigan certainly didn't get what they wanted. Jim Harbaugh didn't get what they wanted. But when nobody gets what they want when it comes to a resolution, that is the sign of a good negotiation, and I think it represents a win for all parties involved. Who had a better day yesterday, Michigan or the Big Ten? 888-SAY-ESPN. You could be a part of Unsportsmanlike Nation. Dr. Pepper call in line. Call us at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper. The ones fans deserve. We want to hear from you guys. Plus, reactions to what CC said. I'm interpreting it this way. Basically, you just said it is at this point, it may be more likely for Harbaugh to be back next year than Ryan Day to be back next year. Because if Ryan Day loses to Michigan without Jim Harbaugh, they don't get to the Big Ten title game. They don't get to the college football playoff. They would have lots of losses against Michigan and no titles under Ryan Day. Maybe it's more likely he's out than Harbaugh's out. Dare I say that? 888-SAY-ESPN. We'll get your phone calls in on Harbaugh. Plus, could Justin Fields do anything to save his Bears' future? We'll get to that coming up. It's Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. But first, this from Vivid Seats with CeCe. Haven't been to an NFL game yet this year? What are you waiting for? Vivid Seats has your back for all your ticket needs. See every tackle, every touchdown, every play live and in person with great deals on great seats. Plus, with Vivid Seats Rewards, you earn rewards with every purchase. They're here for us fans. That's why they offer unbeatable rewards like surprise seat upgrades, free tickets, and more. Just visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com for more information. Along with Michelle Smolman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. We are going to get to the conversation around Justin Fields in just a couple of minutes with the Bears. Can he do anything to save his Bears' future? But first... A lot of people want to weigh in on Jim Harbaugh. The decision to accept the penalties yesterday, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Dr. Pepper call in line. Who had a better day yesterday, Big Ten or Michigan slash Harbaugh? Dennis in South Carolina listening on Sirius XM 80. What's up, Dennis? Hey, I'm just kind of questioning, how could Harbaugh not know? I mean, think about it. I mean, every Saturday this guy's going someplace. He's got to be filling out his dispensary reports. Uh, the Associated you, you Press, wait, hold on, Dennis, let me just interrupt for a second. I'm going to let you finish. The Associated Press, I believe, reported that there were no expense reports filled out by Connor Stallions. 
okay, but then how's he justifying his Saturdays? You, you know, hey, hey, Connor, I'm paying you to do this. What, what you do? Where were you? How do how are you feeling so confident? About you don't that ask questions that you don't want to know the answers <laughs> to, Dennis. That's the whole point: plausible deniability. I want the information. I ain't gonna tell you how to get it, and I don't want to know where the hell it comes from. And I don't want that you way, documenting that it. way. When it hits the fan, I don't have any connection to it. It's plausible deniability. I don't understand how people don't get that. Who? If you've ever Connor heard, who? if you ever, if you have any idea how corporate America works, you know that it's all about CYA. What does that mean? Cover your ass. That's what Jim <laughs> Hall was doing. That's how this whole scheme was so, hatched. I, here's what I think is going to happen. You think here. they didn't know that Connor Stallions was going to resign if and when this came to light? This was pre-planned. I think based on every call, we're going to have a different answer as to who had the better day. Based on that, Michigan had the better day than yeah. it only was that. Yeah. Dean in Denver on 104.3 FM in Denver. What's up, Dean? Hey, good morning, guys. Good morning. I thought Canty brought up a great point about uh, Jim Harbaugh being interested in staying there long-term and interested in the long-term health of the program. But I do think you guys are missing the most important point, and that is this year. It's what we've talked about all year long. This is the best team Harbaugh's had on his reign. That offensive line is up for its third straight Joe Moore award. And I think they're just really not worried about Ohio State this year. I think they're going to bully them on the field on both lines. And I think that they're saying, we can beat you with Sharon Moore, and then we're going to go be us in the playoffs. Yeah, Thanks, guys. I, I think you're on to something. I think CeCe's on to something. Sharon Moore, of course, is the interim head coach who now is most famously known for hysterically crying after the game uh, about Jim Harbaugh. Um, I think that's a very interesting way of looking at this, and I think it's it's partially true. I think what they're probably looking at is, this is our best shot of winning a national championship. Let's win a national championship now and worry about whatever happens later. And let's bank on the fact that the NCAA is going to take forever with this investigation or may not even get to it at all, that that is going to come so far down the line it will not impact this season. I get all that, but Jim Harbaugh is such a hyper-competitive guy, and Michigan was so pointed about their innocence in all of this and how he was not connected and he didn't have anything to do with this. And I I just can't imagine that even though it is the path of least resistance, that they would show up to the fight and put their weapons down if they thought that they could win it. You're right. I I I mean, it's a fair take. They could win it. It's a fair take. Uh, No question. Yeah, but here's the thing I would say. The Big Ten did come out and say they didn't find any evidence that linked Jim Harbaugh directly to the scheme in terms of him having awareness of exactly what was going on and the lengths that Connor Stallions was going to in order to steal signs. What I would say is, what they, or what they left out is, that the program might have had some some violations, some oversteps that merit stronger sanctions against Michigan. So if we start talking about scholarship reduction, we start talking about suspending other staff members, that stuff all comes into play when we think about the overall health of the program, which is why I think it made the most sense for Michigan to go ahead and, and bend the knee and accept whatever punishment that the Big Ten rolls their way. Because, again, assuming that you're able to win the next two regular season games, you still have an opportunity for the Big Ten championship and you still have an opportunity for the national championship. And I think Michigan is good enough to survive both of them. And the fact that they have so much experience with their game day operation without Harbaugh this season, and they have such a veteran-laden team led by J.J. McCarthy and Blake Corum, I think they could potentially survive not having Harbaugh on the sidelines the next two games. Kurt in Ohio on Sirius XM 80. What's up, Kurt? 
Good morning, everybody. Thanks for taking my call. Morning. I think uh, Michigan came into this, you know, they had like their finger in their pocket shaped like the gun, and then uh, <laughs> their pocket came out, and then there was nothing there. <laughs> the Big Ten rolled because, like Canty said, they want the money. You can vacate wins later if they're found guilty by the NCAA, but you don't return any of that money that the Big Ten is going to get this year if Michigan were happen to go far and uh, get to the college football playoff. But I also think – Harbaugh is like Pete Carroll Jr. I think it's going to come out later. He's going to end up bolting, and then you're going to see all the sanctions on Michigan vacating the wins. But like I said, you can't return that money. Yeah, I mean, but he. this is the other part of this. He doesn't have to do that now. He may not even have to do that after next year with however long the investigation may take by the NCAA. And if Michigan is not cooperative with the NCAA or Connor Stallions is not cooperative, if they – I guess he doesn't even have to be cooperative now that I think about it. He doesn't have to do anything unless it's a, the trespass. I'm guess, just sitting here looking Central at this Michigan. situation on his face. How wild is it that Michigan can finish the regular season 12-0 and and your head coach wasn't on the sidelines for half the games? <laughs> and by the How way, wild is that? And by the way, we're not going to diminish his value at all. No, not at all. That, <laughs> that is not get credit for the wins on his, uh, on like his actual record? I don't think Do so. Do they go under his? If he's not the head coach on the so. sidelines, no, I don't think so. No. I don't know how that. I remember I what Steve Kerr, when he was out with the Warriors, and it was a whole thing about, like, does Luke Walton get credit for the wins? So, no, I think Luke, yeah, I think Luke yeah. Walton did get credit yeah, for so the Yeah, so Harbaugh yeah. would not technically have it under the No, but he'd have a six and well, he doesn't care about that. He just cares about the national championship. And to the last caller's point, this might be one of the best teams that Harbaugh's had because it's certainly the best quarterback that he's had yes. since he's been at Michigan. Now, conversely, just looking at this Ohio State situation, if you're Ryan Day and you can't get this done this year, like, I mean, we have to start asking a whole lot of hard questions about the state of Ohio State football. We really do. Because think about it. You got bounced the last two years, home and away, against Michigan. And I mean, again, J.J. McCarthy wasn't this version of him last year or in years prior. But Ryan Day had C.J. Stroud and Marvin Harrison Jr. And you still lost at home. Like, think, think about think about what we've seen from C.J. Stroud, what we think Marvin Harrison Jr. will be at the next level. You had that level of quarterback-wide receiver connection. And you still lost to Jim Harbaugh in Michigan. If you can't get it done this year – Without Jim Harbaugh on the sideline, what does that say about you as a coach? I mean, I think we're leaving out one part of this, that if I'm going to make myself an Ohio State fan listening to that statement, my response is, well, yeah, they cheated. They oh. knew our son. That's what the, don't you think that's what the Ohio State fan is that's saying That's great. Right now? What's going to be your excuse in two weeks if you lose? Different story. Well, they don't have C.J. Stroud. <laughs> so you still got Marvin Harrison Jr. I know, but yeah. I'm just saying. like Kyle, Kyle, Kyle McCord, not CJ And by the way, Ohio State Confirmed. fans will not be running to his defense if they lose in two weeks. I get it, but I think that we have to also <laughs> they might make the other those, side they of might, it. They might make those excuses publicly, but privately they're going to be singing a different tune. All right, we got more of your phone calls coming up on Michigan at 888-SAY-ESPN. We have four downs brought to you by Geico. We've got to get into the Justin Fields situation. He's back for the Bears this weekend. we got a lot to do. It's Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. 
With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Welcome back to Unsportsmanlike. Evan Cohen, Chris Canty, and Michelle Smallman. And guys, it's time for fourth down. Can this dude save his job edition? Are we ready? <laughs> yeah. I'm ready to go. Yeah. All right, first down, Raiders add Dolphins. Can Antonio Pierce keep the job as head coach of the Raiders with a win over the Dolphins? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that would be a signature win. I mean, no, nobody's going to give you credit for beating up on the New York teams. You got to actually get it done against an opponent that we think will will play in the second season. And this would be that a division leader in the Miami Dolphins, one of the most explosive offenses in the National Football League. If you can find a way to slow them down and make it a fourth quarter game, and with a rookie quarterback be on the winning side of that on the road, West Coast team traveling East, then yeah, I think that speaks volumes about how your head coach manages his people and how he has the ear of the locker room. Just looking at how the locker room responded after the first two wins of the Antonio Pierce era of Vegas Raiders football, it's off to a hell of a start. If you can keep those good vibes rolling with a nice road win against the Miami Dolphins, I think it merits strong consideration from Mark Davis for Antonio Pierce to keep the job as the Raiders head coach. Hells yeah is my answer to that. <laughs> I You get this feeling that everyone there – wants him to win the job, including Mark Davis. Yeah, Winning yeah. two games, as CeCe said, against the New York teams does not give Mark Davis a justification to permanently hire someone. But it's almost like they're looking at him saying, please, please be the guy. We don't want to go through this again. You feel right. You are a former player. The players like you. You believe in the right. Just, just please get this right. Please don't make me look again. That's what it feels like. Yeah, you actually love and care about the organization. Yes. <laughs> You're but the perfect again, face for he this. hasn't done it yet. You can't go crazy because of the interim coach bump. Second down, Smalls. Second down. Let's swing over to Cowboys at Panthers. Can Frank Reich save his job if he defeats the Dallas Cowboys? I'm starting to think no. There's there's a wow. lot of – sorry to my buddy Brian Gruby and everybody at 99 in the fan, uh, 99.9 the fan in Raleigh. Um, don't you feel like where there's smoke, there's fire here? The big press conference about the David Tepper, the owner involvement. Then we've now changed play callers for, what, a third – it went from Reich to Brown, Brown to Reich. Yeah. Young is not as good as Stroud, even though it's early. They don't have their first-round pick. It feels ugly in Carolina right now. It is ugly in Carolina right <laughs> now. But, feel is a bad word. But, but I think he could save his job with a win, and here's why. Because Bryce Young would have to play out of his mind against a really good Dallas Cowboys defense. And if you're owner David Tepper, you are married to Bryce Young for better or for worse. You drafted him number one overall. 
Doesn't look like he's the best quarterback in his class. You don't have your first-round pick, which might be the first overall pick in a quarterback-rich draft in 2024. It's all about Bryce Young. And what you want is signs of progress. Mm -hmm. Show me something tangible that indicates that this guy is growing from the first half of the season to the second half of the regular season. Now that we're in you know, November, it's Thanksgiving, give me another performance like we saw against the Houston Texans a few weeks ago where Bryce Young head-to-head outdueled C.J. Stroud, and it happened on a game-winning drive that led to a field goal for the go-ahead points. Show me something like that. If he gets that win as a double-digit dog, upset fashion against the Dallas Cowboys, absolutely. That would be something that I can hang on to as an owner, because here's what David Tepper doesn't want to do, and no functional franchise wants to do. Draft a quarterback and then fire the head coach after his first year and have that kid learn an entirely new system going into year two, which is a big year in terms of learning and growth for every NFL player, but especially for quarterbacks. Yeah, I actually think it benefits him if if Bryce Young has that ascent, that crescendo throughout the season, because he can point to ownership and say, look where he was and look where I got him as he collects those data points. No doubt. It is Four Downs brought to you by Geico. Insurance can be hard. That's why Geico makes it easy with 24-7 claims service on the go policy and info in the app. It's easy to Geico. Third Down. Giants at Commanders. Can Ron Rivera save his job with a win over the Giants? No. <laughs> no. How's he going to save his job? Also, like, why would that be an like, impressive like, about, like, I know Sam Howell is leading the league in passing, but Eric Bieniemy is going to get the credit over that over Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera's specialty is he made his chops as a coach in the NFL on the defensive side of the ball, and he was a great defensive player for the Chicago Bears. And the Washington Commanders defense is trash. <laughs> Absolute trash. So, no, I don't think there's anything that Ron Rivera can do to save his job. And, and I consider him a friend. He's a great human being. But I think the good vibes, the good, the good feels around Ron Rivera are gone in the district. It, it's over for him. Josh Harrison, Matthew Johnson on a call. You know, we were on the fence about that guy, but then he beat the New York Giants this season. Uh, this is my favorite. There's been some fun moments already today. Smalls reading this question, realizing... What did I just ask? Yeah. Why would anybody care about him beating the Giants? Oh, he beat, he beat on Tommy wow. DeVito. <laughs> wow. By the way, is uh, is Ron Rivera the best head coach on his own team? The guy took care of the enemy, never having coached a game in the NFL wow. over him. Wow. And that's that. I don't mean to knock Ron Rivera, even though I just knocked Ron Rivera. You did Rivera. knock yeah, you Ron just Rivera. Said, I just did, like, you who did has it. a better upside you in said, your mind? You said respectfully. Yeah, I didn't even yeah, go there. I, yeah, I, mean, I don't even It wasn't even all that respectful, though. Yeah, nice guy. Very nice guy. You, you just you know, a lot of shade toward Ron Rivera. I think Eric Bieniemy is probably better if I had to okay. guess. Yeah. Then why hasn't he gotten a job yet? I know. How much There's, time yeah, do we yeah, have? Yeah, we ain't got enough true. time to go. I don't know. This he's, is four downs. You know what? He's going to get Actually, we, actually we, it's five. We, we, we have need, a fifth down. We have a fifth down? Yeah, yeah, we just don't yeah. have a sixth down. So this down. is Tom Brady in Chicago on Thursday Night Football where he thought he had five downs? Okay. Fourth down. Bears at Lions. Can Matt Eberflus save his job with a win over the Lions? He's going to try, but it ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen because they're not going to beat the Lions. And Justin Fields said his thumb is not 100%, but it feels a lot better than it did. I don't know what that means because even when his thumb was 100%, he wasn't great at quarterback. He's had his moments, but it's been very, very inconsistent. And I would anticipate that there's going to be some rust, some slippage because of the weeks-long absence. So, 
No, I don't think that Eberflus is going to save his job, but clearly putting Justin Fields out there is an attempt to because there's nothing else to be gained by having Justin Fields out there in the first place, especially when he's not 100%. Here's where it gets difficult because I know all of our fans listening on ESPN 1000 in Chicago, the home of the Chicago Bears, are sitting there and they're hoping for the Bears to win. But the Bears winning, getting good enough to maybe consider keeping these guys long-term, I don't know if that's something that they want long-term. Plus, you don't want to lose your place in the draft High order. Up, yeah, exactly. All right, now let's do something that my head coach in high school, when we lost at Riverdale, not a hard place to play, but we still lost. 26-20 did on a failed fourth down by me. Beautiful I go to the, stadium in Riverdale. You, you're right about Beautiful that. Beautiful stadium. <laughs> <That's a nice laughs> Beautiful stadium. What a surprise. It's great. Uh, what a, what a <laughs> really surprise nice. that my school would play at Riverdale. Really nice. Nice, yeah, really nice. Okay. We lost 26-20. Failed fourth down by me. I go to the sideline, and he's giving me a play. I said, Coach, there aren't five downs. There are here, though. Let's go to a fifth down. How very Mizzou of you. Yeah. Do we have a sounder or a club horn or something? Fifth down. Bonus down. Bonus down. How did we get that? I That's love cool. it. Because we got the best production. We converted production. from first down on fourth down. That's what happened. Okay, so can Justin. so good. I'm not used to this. It's so good. Okay, bonus down, guys. Can Justin Fields save his job with the Chicago Bears? No. No, there's, there's nothing that Justin Fields can do. If the Bears end up with a top two pick, which they likely will, either with their own or with Carolina's pick, they're going to take a quarterback. If for no other reason you get to reset the clock on the economics of the position. Justin Fields, they've got to make a decision on his fifth-year option come this offseason. Now, I'm sure they would rather pawn that decision off on somebody else. And you can go ahead and start back with a quarterback that's making next to nothing entry-level contract into the NFL. I I just – it doesn't make sense. We still have a question about whether or not Fields can be a franchise quarterback. It's still an if. And people make the excuses about receivers and coaching staff and offensive line, defensive shambles. All of those things may well be true. But you can fix all of those things and still land on Justin Fields not being a franchise quarterback. So to me, all things being equal – Go with somebody else that has potential, that has upside, that ultimately ends up being a lot cheaper. My answer is just going to be to defer to what the guy who played 11 years in the NFL has been saying on our show for weeks, and that's this guy, Chris Canty. Maybe Justin Fields becomes a Pro Bowl caliber player somewhere else, but the upside of Caleb Williams and Drake May is a lot higher than a Pro Bowl caliber player. So he can't save his job. He still could be good in the NFL, but not as good as the potential of those two guys that are atop the draft this year. That's not a knock on him. That's that's like saying, like, okay, so Joe Burrow's really good. He's still not as good as Patrick Mahomes. No. Right? And I'm not comparing Williams and May to Mahomes, but one guy could be good and two other guys could be potentially great. And the Bears are still going to want to put themselves in a position to potentially draft the great. We're Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.